Hello and welcome to the Championship Edition of the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Adam, at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. I'm joined this week by Jack at JackT underscore 95 and Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. Uh, Callum's not with us today. He's got some work at SMU, which is uh, nice for him. Not a, not a bad job that he's managed to land himself there. Only uh, work himself up at the moment, but uh, I can't argue with him when he tells me he can't do the pod. Because he's got some work finally. He's been finally been gifted the opportunity to get some paid work over in the States. So just the three of us this week, but we will talk you through our best bets. We will talk through previews of both games and some props and a couple of other little bits as we go along. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, last weekend was, I suppose, a mixed bag for me, uh, picks-wise. Luckily, I was out on Saturday night at Deer Dance. So uh, I would have picked the Chiefs minus 7.5 and, and the Giants plus 7.5 and, and both them lost. Managed to somehow not get them on. Would have been absolutely sick with the Chiefs. Fair enough, the Giants got absolutely smashed. But yeah, I ended up back in Bengals money line on the Sunday. And I left the 49ers game alone because obviously have them backed out right. But it's a pretty good weekend. Uh, again, gambling noise. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, yeah, you definitely definitely did well avoiding the Giants game. I did think that they had cover as well. So um, yeah, nice one to miss that one. Uh, Liam, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, I had a mixed weekend last weekend on the podcast. Gave out Bengals plus five and a half, I think it was, at the time. So, obviously, that one. Um, and then in real life, I managed to bet Kelsey two touchdowns and bet Bengals money line. So, those were two nice bets, but all my other ones and the touchdown scorers didn't seem to uh, want to play ball last weekend. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, we have some better games because I think three of the games last weekend probably weren't the best for the neutral maybe two i guess chiefs was entertaining if you weren't a chiefs fan because you got to see the panic on everyone's <laughs> face when uh, the best player gets injured um but yeah hopefully we get two great games this weekend and we can win some money yeah i um yeah that obviously made it a lot more interesting i feel like the jags will definitely <laughs> feel like they've missed their opportunity there and obviously there's more like new fumble with five six minutes left however however long was left was the key to the game really which is unfortunate for the for the Jags, they did get the ball back. They did score that field goal and then needed a little bit of luck and it didn't happen. But yeah, definitely made that game a little bit more interesting for everyone. Um, yeah, I, I hit two of two of the four touchdown scorers, at least. I had Dalton Schultz and uh, Boston Scott, of course, scored against oh, yeah. the Giants, as he always does. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's some very nice odds. Um, unfortunately, T. Higgins didn't get much of, a, much of a look in against the Bills as the Bengals strolled and um, in the oh, the Chiefs game obviously was messed up with Mahomes. So Kadarius Tony was getting quite a lot of work. Um, he was knocked out on the one-two yard line at one point, so wasn't far off scoring at two to one. But yeah, in the end, it didn't really happen. But yeah, here we are down to the final four, and we've got undoubtedly, I think, the best four teams in the league. Obviously, you got a one and two seed in the NFC, and probably what would have been the one and two seed in the AFC. Had, had the Bengals and Bills game been completed in week 16. Um, but yeah, the three seed made it through to the final to take on all the, the final of the AFC to take on the Chiefs Arrow at Arrowhead for the second time in a row. The winners, of course, of these games go on to Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona on the 12th of February. And amazingly, there's already uh, coin toss props, I believe, available for, <laughs> for the Super Bowl. So uh, we will be keeping a close eye on those as we go through the week. I'm going to take a wild stab and say it will stay at 10 to 11 on both sides, but uh, we will see. It will be the Bengals or the Chiefs choosing it this year. It's the AFC team, um, so we'll have to keep an eye on who 
uh, what they pick this week and um, keep that in mind for Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and of course, talking of the Super Bowl, we will be back next week with either a stupid punt section, depending on what markets are available, or a preview <laughs> of the game itself. And then the week after will be punts and a little bit more preview with news closer to the time. But we know that Jack will probably have his first song picked out already. I know that <laughs> Tim from uh, the, the the illustrious founder of the Full 10 Yards Network has already given me a nudge on uh, what he thinks is going to be Rihanna's first song at halftime. He's, uh, he's gone with Disturbia, apparently. So we'll see whether, whether he proves right on that one. But yeah, we, we all love the stupid punts and we'll all keep our eyes out. Um, so... Without any further ado, we'll move on to this weekend's games. We were going to mix up the formats a little, but with Callum's late uh, <laughs> late omission, we've had to add it a little bit. So we're going to go around each team and one of us will give a reason why we think that team will win. Callum was going to take the Eagles as a 49ers hater. Um, so we'll now give that to Liam. And Jack is going to take the 49ers and tell us why he thinks they're going to win. Ah. Oh. Earlier, or is it just me? We're still live. We all went. That's great. Yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't on us. We're still going though, apparently. So, <laughs> um, I get. I hope. Sorry, technical difficulties there. We all got kicked out of Streamyard. That's the second time it's happened to me in the last hour. So, I don't think it's on my end. Uh, but I believe <laughs> we're all back. Uh, Jack, you yeah. were going to tell us why you think the 49ers are going to win this week. Yeah, I think that could be a sign there. You're getting kicked uh, just before I, I start talking, but um. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, the Eagles were very, very, very impressive last weekend. Um, as I said, I fancy the Giants plus seven and a half. They absolutely wiped the floor of them. Um, the 49ers, look, they got the job done, but I think it was more of a case of the, the Cowboys being the Cowboys and beating themselves. Uh, as for this game, look, I think it is probably it's a 50-50 game as well. I'm obviously going to lean towards the 49ers just because I've them backed, but I can easily see the Eagles winning. Um, Purdy's the worst of the four quarterbacks left by a mile. Rookie, he's done well. He hasn't made any stupid mistakes, which is the main thing. Um, the way I can see the 49ers win this game is literally just by getting the ball out of Purdy's hands, uh, giving it to the running backs. I know McCaffrey is a bit dinged up, but I presume he'll play because it's you know, such a big game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell as well, I presume he'll be playing. Uh, he, I think he practiced, whereas uh, McCaffrey didn't. And sure, look, worst comes to worst, they have the GOAT, Jordan Mason, anyway, so... He can easily step in. Um, yeah, look, I just think the 49ers will be able to run all over the Eagles. The Eagles' defense, or run defense is there to be got at. Um, I think as well, look, the experience that the 49ers have. I know they lost last year against the Rams. They could have easily beaten them in the NFC game. Uh, they ended up bottling at the end. But look, they have the experience there. Um, Shanahan as well has been there, done that. Sirianni obviously hasn't. Um, look, Hertz was, again, he was impressive last weekend without doing too much. I don't really know how injured he is. He didn't really have to do that too much last weekend against the Giants, but I'm afraid this is the type of game that he'll have to kind of put his his body on the line and nobody knows what will happen when the, when the 49ers come in and give him a good hit. Uh, yeah, look, as I said, I think it's a coin toss, but I can easily see the 49ers winning. As you said earlier on, I think it's the four best teams left in the in the competition. When I wake up on Monday morning, if I you know see any of the two match or four match possible matchups, there's no game that I'd be like, geez, I can't believe they won. So... Yeah, look, I think it's kind of it is a coin toss, but I'm just going to go for a bit of experience with um, the 49ers kind of been there, done that with the NFC Championship game as opposed to the Eagles. 
Nice. Yeah. So now you, I can yeah. tell you why the Eagles yep. win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I agree that this is a this was probably for me all along. These two teams are the ones that are destined to get there. I don't think there was only going to be another combo really, and it's quite hard to pick. They're very similar with their styles as well. How much they run the ball, and obviously they both got really good defensive lines. But um, I think the Eagles can win overall because their defensive line is probably the best in football. I think the 49ers maybe front four is better, but. Uh, the Eagles have got six or seven guys that can go in, rush the passer. And I think it's a bit of a broken record on the pod, but when we talk about Purdy, uh, he has to have a bad game. And I think the first half last week, he was pretty bad. Um, and they just didn't capitalise. There was a dropped pick in the end zone. Um, there was another dropped tipped interception on third down. Um, and I just think that the Eagles are a lot more likely to, to capitalise on that with those two corners they've got back there uh, in Slay and Bradbury. So, yeah, I think Purdy's likely to have an error. I think this defensive line is going to flush him out of the pocket and see if they can kind of make him work. Anyone who watched the game realised that the Cowboys were just flushing him left all the time. Like, if you send him left, he could just make a terrible throw. So, I think the Eagles are going to watch that and, mm. and copy that format. Um, in terms of Eagles offence, the 49ers are the bottom five team at defending uh, option QB plays. Um, and obviously, that's the whole offence for the Eagles. So, for me, if they can get the run game going, kind of control the clock and let their defence rush the passer, um, I think they're just going to be a little bit too much. But I do see it being a a close game either way. I just think they're the better team up front, um, which is hard to say against the 49ers, but they are. They've got the best offensive line. Uh, and I just think we're going to see what we see against Seattle, where there's going to be three or four go balls down the sideline and AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are going to catch enough to win them the game. So, yeah, I think the Eagles win. Should be a fun game. My po- podcast co-host, Patrick, is actually going to this game and he's paid like 750 quid for a ticket. And he's an Eagles fan, so I am now a de facto Eagles fan because I don't want him to be depressed when we talk on Monday morning for our podcast. So yeah, go uh, go birds, as they say. Yeah, that's uh, that mugs mugs NFL money's paid off well for him, hasn't it? He's uh, <laughs> done well to get a ticket to this. I've been following him on Twitter and see his uh, his mental anguish of trying to figure <laughs> out whether he should do it or not. But uh, I'm glad he's going. It should be a heck of an experience and. Uh, See if yeah. he can sneak in some batteries to lob at uh, the 49ers fans and uh, <laughs> players players on the way. Um, yeah, as, as we said, two seed versus one seed. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. The 49ers were fifth against the pass in the regular season, again, according to DFO, DVOA, and they were second against the rush. The Eagles were first against the rush, only 20... No, sorry, first against the pass, 21st against the rush. So there's the obvious weakness of... All, uh, on paper, anyway. I mean, we don't we don't really know. Obviously, the rush game is the key for the Eagles, so if they can be slowed, then it'll be interesting. But as Liam said, if they're not so good against option QBs, then that makes it just a little bit different. Um, the defensive line for the Eagles has been dominant. It had the bye week, and then it had essentially a bye week last week. I think they played at most 30 snaps as um, an individual, so they're going to be fresh. They're going to be rotated. Obviously, the 49ers are coming across the country. So they'll be under pressure. 49ers, of course, have won 12 games in a row now. They've covered the spread in 10 of them. So it's, it is, as we've said, it is a coin toss. Um, I am leaning to personally the depth of the Eagles, though. Uh, Callum's message just saying his best bet is the Eagles this week. That will be my pick for the Super Bowl. And that's not just my finances talking. I do have a very nice win if the Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I do think that they will be able to cause. Brock Purdy's issues, and they will not drop the dolly interceptions that he throws up, as every other team seems to have done. Um, 
it is actually the hardest team either of these have faced all year. They both had, I think they were the top two, the easiest two schedules according to DVOA. So um, it will be interesting to see how they do. But yep, for me, leaning to the Eagles, uh, covering that two and a half point spread and probably probably under on the total, which is 46.5. Just realized I didn't say that at the start. So 49ers plus two and a half at Eagles. Total is 46.5, but I am going for the Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, Jack, your pick on this? Going to have to go 49ers plus two and a half with uh, barely any confidence. And uh, I'll go with the under 46 and a half just because I expect 49ers to just run, run, run. So clock keeps ticking. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Like I said, um, we didn't just pick them at random. I actually do think the Eagles are going to win. So I'm going to go Eagles plus two and a half. Uh, I think I'd like the over, but that could just be me wanting a fun game before I sit there and watch my team in a, like a nervous game. I might just want to enjoy a game with a, with a beer. So I'm going to say over, but I think it's a close one. I think we need to score early in the drives, um, in the first couple mm. of drives, one of these teams, just to get the game going. I think if this is a game that's low scoring in the first half, both coaches will just run the ball out because they're not very big risk takers, especially Shanahan. Um, but yeah, I'm going to lean the over and just think that they're very good in the red zone and they score a lot of touchdowns, these two teams. Yeah, I was listening to the RJ Bell pod earlier today and they suggested over 23 and a half for the first half. Um, the Eagles tend to get out to big leads and Shanahan works well with the scripted plays at the start. So that might be a decent look. Um, but as I say, we've not really seen either of these teams face a tough opposition. So it's difficult to judge really how well or how they're going to play. Um, we will we'll do the props for this game and then we'll move on to the big game for later. Um I was looking at Brock Purdy, rush yards. He went over them last week. He's now up to eight and a half. I think it was six and a half last week. Um, but obviously, he's going to be flush out of the pocket and he's going to have to make some moves. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, over 10 and a half rushing yards. He topped 100 last week, so I thought 10 and a half was fairly low. Um, again, against a very good rush defense, but it's 11 yards. He could get that in three or four carries, which I think is a fairly decent chance. Uh, Dallas Goddard was my touchdown scorer pick. That's um I've notched up in this. Uh, he's about two to one, fifteen to eight. Uh, depending where you look, obviously tight ends have done very well in the playoffs so far. Uh, I've seen a couple of people now posting their seven thousand pound wins off ten pound bets of first touchdown score of the last week, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's something I never really dabble in. Might have to have a little go on a Trixie this week. If uh, well, I suppose I can't really do a Trixie, can I? A, a no, double the first touchdown score. Um. And see what I can do with it. Um, but yeah, they were there were a few props I picked out early in the week, and unfortunately, time got away from me today. Um, Jack, you got anything? Uh, look, I think this game could be a, a kind of Cowboys 49ers kind of game uh, from last week. So usually I might do one or two props, but I hate back and unders in a, even just say like reception stuff because pure anxiety to the final miss or the final whistle. Uh, the only thing I kind of like is Elijah Mitchell is 72 any time with Paddy Power, just with McCaffrey being kind of half dinged up. I know Mitchell is as well, but he's, he's healthier than McCaffrey. So the only thing I'd really back here is maybe Mitchell at 72, uh, just because I lean towards unders in the game. Yeah, touchdown-wise, I think... I'm probably going to go AJ Brown, but hasn't cashed in for me a couple of times this season. But like I said, uh, they throw a lot of gold balls and that's kind of the 49ers weakness. You don't want to throw in the middle of the field against them because of how good Fred Warner is. So I'm probably going to go AJ Brown. I think he's five to four at Sky. I'm sure you could probably get better odds elsewhere. Um, and then two other ones. You mentioned Gamewell's rush yards, but I think his receiving and rush together is 21.5. 
Um, and it's at plus money as well, which is really good odds. Last week, it was actually the same exact bet was worse odds last week, even though he had 100 rushing yards. So I don't know how they've worked that out, whether it's just because of the strength of the defense, probably. But yeah, um, yeah I quite like that. And then again, um, Miles Sanders, he's won a lot for me this year on receiving yards. They put his line at six and a half. I still like that. I think you have to check the ball down a lot against the 49ers. That's what Dallas had to do. Um, so yeah, I'll probably bet both those Eagles. Uh, and then in terms of 49ers, anyone could score a touchdown for them. So I thought Carl Juszczyk at 9-1, to one, for someone who plays as much as he does, was quite a fun bet there for uh, any time touchdown. Yeah, he's 13-1 to one on Paddy Power. That was the the guy that I've just remembered that I wanted to mention is Carl uh, Juszczyk, uh, the fullback. He, he catches it and he runs it. He is the best fullback in the game. Uh, sorry, uh, Ravens fans, um, but he is. Um, yeah, I, I love I love Juice. So, um, yeah, I, I was looking actually for uh, use check rushing yards. There's nothing up yet. Um, I'd imagine it'll be four and a half, five and a half, something like that. And I'll probably try and take the over for that closer to the game. Um, He's 50 to one said, for with... first touchdown, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> as I said, I might have a little dabble on it, uh, spread a couple of quid across the double on first touchdown scorers. And yeah, 50 to one. I don't mind a go on that. Um, yeah, with McCaffrey with a calf strain and Mitchell with a groin strain. We don't know how it's going to go. We do obviously have Jordan Mason, as Jack said, who is available again at 13 to 1 as well uh, on Unibet Long. Um, <laughs> to score anytime. But uh, I think that seems a little unlikely. I think I'd rather have you check at the price, to be honest. But uh, we will see. Um, either way, should be a cracking game to kick off the weekend. That is um, 8 o'clock or 8 o'clock. I think yeah, eight o'clock yep. on um, Sunday. Uh, the eleven thirty game in the UK is Bengals plus one at the Chiefs, <clears throat> with a total of forty seven point five. Of course, a rematch from last year's championship game where the Bengals uh, run out the winners with a very solid second half performance, um, which shut down Mahomes, uh, confused him, and boggled his mind as they just shoved everyone back in coverage and only sent three, and they were unable to do anything against it. The Bengals have gone on to win. In the regular season again this year, making it three wins in a row against the, the rivals of the Chiefs. Um, and obviously this week, the big news is Patrick Mahomes' is leg uh, slash ankle. He does seem like he's going to play. He looked pretty damn good walking off the stage the other day. So um, as much as you want to see the best players in the big game, I still wouldn't have minded if he was a little bit dinged up. <laughs> just to make it a tad easier for the Bengals. Um, but they've shown they can do it against him at full health and... I don't see why they can't again this year. Um, of course, the offensive line was the issue. Well, potential issue going into last week. They did a fantastic job against the Bills. I've heard loads of uh, people saying that it was all due to the weather. It was nothing to do with the Bengals. It was the snow stopping the rushes getting to them. Well, the Bengals managed to get eight QB hits and three sacks. So uh, if it was that, then it would have been on both sides of the team. So I thought the offensive line looked really good, especially in the run game where they're creating big holes. And the scheme was fantastic as well. So... I think they can do a job. They do have a very tough test this week against someone that I'm sure will get mentioned in a minute on the opposite side. And, of course, they face Carlos Dunlap, who's uh, their former player, who will probably get a sack as well. Um, we will see. Um, but, yeah, the run game looked good last week. Mixon was running through those big holes, and Samaji Pirine looked really good as well. He had quite a few receptions as well as the third down back and a better pass blocker. He was in there quite a lot. Uh, Joe Burrow looked as smooth as ever last week in the snow and they're going with white jerseys again this week which is the uh, the best look for them he will he, he just wins he's a fantastic 
quarterback, and I'm very glad he's on my team. Um, he's won as many playoff games now as the Bengals have in their history before he turned up for them. So <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it again. Jamar Chase have obviously had very big games against the Chiefs. Um, their defense is a lot better this year, I believe, than uh, than last season. So it'll be interesting. But I think they will try and employ a similar game plan to what they did in the regular season. And um, that means Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase will all get shorter, shorter work, which they have done for a lot of the year as they matriculate down the field. It's, it's been one of the highlights of the Bengals this year that they've changed their plays. They don't need big plays anymore. They, they're working their way down the field a little bit more methodically, and it's, it's been working fantastically. And, of course, Hayden Hurst has been really good uh, towards the back end. He was not derided, but he, he was picked up as a kind of an afterthought, according to a lot of people over the summer, and he's, he's shown his worth. Um, of course, on defense, they have been incredibly good. DJ Reader has solidified the run game, and I couldn't help but laugh as one of the Bills players tried to run over him last week and pretty much just bounced off. Uh, you just do not run through <laughs> DJ Reader. So he will be important here because Pacheco's looked quite good in recent weeks. The linebackers will be very important for them as well. Uh, Wilson and Pratt are two of the best in the league. They will have to, look, uh, have to keep an eye on Jared McKinnon. We'll be trying to make some moves out of the backfield. And obviously, Travis Kelsey is the main man for the Chiefs. So we'll be hoping that Trey Flowers is a go. He did practice this week. He's the one who's normally on Kelsey, who has restricted Kelsey to um, less than 90 yards in the last two games that they've played against the Bengals. Although he did score in one of them. Um, if they can restrict Kelsey, then I think they can win. And yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's also a rematch of Von Bell versus Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously. <laughs> in different jerseys uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes and it'd be nice if Eli Apple could show up after he's been winding everyone up again this week on Twitter with uh, <laughs> I've got to say needless jibes yeah then they're, they're needless jibes he didn't really need to get involved with it I thought I found it mildly amusing but um, yeah it, it's just the perception of the Bengals is changing from lowly underdogs to disgruntled arrogant twats basically so it's uh <laughs> and eli apple is not helping things i want to be the lovable team still i want us to keep on winning and i believe the bengals will win in this one i have of course taken them um i will be taking them again if they uh, move up even further in the spread um the spreads that i've quoted today are on bet 365 you can get bengals plus one on bet 365 bengals minus one and a half on sky bet and bengals plus two and a half on 888 so <laughs> There's pretty, uh, there's a lot of uh, disparity around the bookies. And with the news of Mahomes probably coming through the week, you need to keep an eye on that and see how it goes. But yeah, who day? And I think the Bengals, I may well make it through to another Super Bowl. Uh, Jack, anything in between before we go into Liam's uh, impassioned, uh, impassioned speech of the Chiefs? Uh, not really, no. Look, it's one of them games that like I'll be able to enjoy. The two E probably have no fingernails left by the end of it, but I'll be able to just sit back and watch two uh, two lead quarterbacks go at each other. Um, I have to say I absolutely love the Eli Apple stuff on Twitter. Um, next day going through it, like I started, I scrolled down to the bottom when he started tweeting, and every time I scrolled up to see the new tweet, just say like every so often, it just got better and better. Like, um, look, the Bengals win, he'll be doing the exact same thing again on Monday, and if they lose, the memes will be absolute quality so it's kind of a win-win regardless um i i kind of want the bengals to win just because of the trash talk you said and how much you managed to wind up the bills fans um you were saying earlier on about the snow and how they were blaming the snow it was the exact same thing against the dolphins earlier on the season there was massive heat and 
Miami, I don't know what how many degrees it was, but after the game, the Bills are complaining about it being too hot, and now they're complaining about the snow. Like, there's always some excuse for them. Um, I never thought I'd see Bills fans actually want the Chiefs to win because all season they've been wanting them to lose, obviously, to get the number one pick. But on my usage, like, obviously, I follow a few Dolphins fans and they'll be kind of jiving back with a few Bills. And all season it's just been Chiefs, like Mahomes overrated, all this shit. And now it's straight away, it's just Mahomes, you better play and hopefully they win. Eli Apple is just the number one enemy. But um, yeah, look, as the game goes, I I don't actually have a lean at all between the two teams. Um, uh, the only thing I've done was two touchdowns for each quarterback and 250 yards each quarterback. Um, look, that's probably the best way you can enjoy the game because I expect it to be really close and can't really call it. And um, yeah, just looking, looking forward to just a high scoring game. Yeah, that bet that bet was um, 11 to 4 on Skybet. It was just slightly under that on the Paddy Power bet builder and it was a little bit less than that on William Hill. So um, I think we're all on that one, actually, because I thought it was fairly generous odds with Mahomes looking like he's going to be fully healthy and ready to go. Um, Liam, come on then. Why are the, why are the Chiefs going to upset the Bengals this week? Well, I will say the weirdest thing about that bet was they put the odds up after he got hurt. And no one knew if he was going to practice. They did it on Tuesday. And then he practiced on Wednesday and they've never changed the odds. So I do. if you have got a Sky account and you obviously not tell everyone, you have to follow that pair. But it, the odds wise, compared to what you'd get normally for those two quarterbacks, the odds would be nowhere near 11 to 4. So yeah, I do think that's probably the best bet you're going to get out of the weekend. And I also uh, have enjoyed Eli Apple on Twitter. I, I do hate Eli Apple. Family history of uh, Giants fans. And obviously he was awful for the Giants. Um and he's just an idiot. But when he's not against your team, it's quite funny. Uh, but Chiefs players hate Eli Apple, so we'll see how this week goes. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Twitter talk on Sunday night after whoever wins. Um, but why I think the Chiefs can win. Um, so I heard all week about, especially from my guy, my favourite announcer, Tony Romo, that Patrick Mahomes is going to be in crutches on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, uh, a practice, he rolled right and threw a 62-yard pass in the air, according to reports. So I think Tony Romo is wrong for once. He's always right, apparently, according to him, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's wrong for once. Um, yeah, I don't know. In terms of the game, obviously, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the world he's probably the best player I think to ever play um when he was hurt on Saturday and it looked like he might I always thought he'd play this game as long as he didn't have a break but it did look like he was gonna have to just sit in the pocket drop back and just not move around at all which is a worry when you've got Trey Hendrickson rushing Orlando Brown which is basically his kryptonite that's the the, the player he can't um, guard against at all in the in the pass rush game. But it does look like he's going to be able to move around a bit. I'm not saying he's going to be rushing for 30 yards and sliding and doing all that, but he's going to be able to move around the pocket, fine, scramble the odd one or two yards on third down, just like Mahomes and Burrow seem to do every time these two teams play. It'll be third and one, and they'll run for two yards and get out of bounds and annoy the other player. So, yeah, I think him being back for me just means that uh, it just tips the scales in terms of the, the Chiefs. Um, he's been the best passer all year outside the pocket. He's been the best passer all year inside the pocket. Uh, most first downs, most third down conversions. Um, and weirdly, there's a narrative, including from me at the start of the season, about how he really struggles against the Bengals. But he's got the most points per game against Luana Rumo. He's got the most first downs, the most EPA per play. So I think the point of that is he's probably the best defensive coordinator in the league. So, yes, the numbers are lower, but I think Mahomes has been able to do what he does against him is still really, really good and just have to hope we don't see a collapse like we did last year, which was obviously more of a mental thing. Um, in terms of the rest of the reasons, I think uh, you mentioned the offensive line stood up well last week. Uh, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon with the Bills, but snow is much harder for pass rushers to uh, 
to get their feet in, more, more so edges rather than defensive tackles. And I think Chris Jones this week, the weather doesn't look like it's going to snow. It's definitely not going to be 45 degrees like it was in Miami. So uh, I think that uh, Chris Jones is going to be able to rush the passer. Um, he's probably the key for the Chiefs from a defensive point of view. Um, and I just fancy him. He's never got a playoff sack. For anyone who watches the NFL and knows how good he is in his life, he's never had a playoff sack. So um, I feel like this could be the week and we could see a two-plus sack game for, for him. Um, in terms of other reasons why they can win, I, you mentioned it. I think Pacheco is going to be key. Uh, he ran the ball really well last weekend, eight yards a carry, and then they just stopped running the ball to him, and, which was weird. That seems to be an Andy Reid thing. Um, and I think that's the reason why Jarrett McKinnon's lines are actually quite low this week. I feel like they think that we're going to see a lot more Pacheco, which I hope is true because I think it'll just help if you've got someone there back there with any sort of ankle injury. So, yeah, for me, if Mahomes doesn't re-injure the ankle, I think the Chiefs win. Um, Bengals have had their number the last few times they played them, but I always annoy Adam by saying that the Chiefs haven't played even a B-level game yet. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Um, and we'll see if the Chiefs can actually avoid a turnover because every time they play the Bengals, someone seems to fumble the ball. And I'm looking at you, Travis Kelsey, this season for, for <laughs> early in the year. So yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. I think the Bengals are the second best team in the league. So I think this is de facto Super Bowl for me. I actually do think whoever wins this game will win the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, I'm biased, but yeah, I'm going to go for Chiefs. Uh, in terms of the spread and stuff, I do think we're going to have a high-scoring game. I, I thought last week we'd go under for the Chiefs and for the Bills-Bengals games, and it did. But this week, I just I think Mahomes and Burrow are just going to go out and just throw it all over the place. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to back Mahomes to have his flu game, but it's going to be the ankle game that we all remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, um, heard a number of his games with the, well, with the um, sprained ankle last year and they were all 350 yards plus and wins so <laughs> that, that yeah. was admittedly his left ankle so it wasn't his uh, planting foot and we saw last week he, he couldn't adapt with that right ankle for quite a while it took him a while there was quite mm. a lot of underthrows. there was a dump off where he he pushed went to push off and just couldn't put any weight on it but I'll admit I was in the Tony Romo camp with this one I thought given that he would make yeah, I thought he'd make it through the game I thought as soon as you take that boot off, it's going to swell up and uh, balloon. But seems like it hasn't. So fair play to him. That's um, an incredibly impressive recovery. Um, you told me the percentages before the game. Uh, 61% of the total is on Cincinnati. That is obviously at various lines and through the week. That was probably, uh, it was 98% before yeah. uh, we saw Mahomes moving smoothly. So that shows that the money's coming back on the Chiefs. And as I say, the line's all over the place, depending where you look on this one. Uh, the 92% of the money, by the way, was on the Eagles minus two and a half. So that shows where the public are and, the, and the pros are looking on that game. Um, the over-under on both games is pretty even with a slight lean to the over on the Eagles and a slight lean to the under in the late game. Although, again, I believe that's probably a lot of money on assuming that Mahomes wasn't going to play. So I'd imagine that'll bounce back up a little bit now with him probably in. And I'm with Liam on that one. I'm going to lean to the over 47 and a half. Um, there's quite a few props on this game, obviously, that I like. Um, we've mentioned the the, sack, the sacks. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is 13 to 8 to get a sack. Chris Jones oh. is 5 to 6 to get his first sack in the postseason. He didn't get one last week, as you said, but he did cause issues all game and it, he helped out other people getting pressure on Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, I, I was keeping an eye on him because I know that Liam's been high on him and I was keeping an eye on his potential. Well, not the Defensive Player of the Year award because he's not allowed to be in the running for that, apparently. So it, I was just keeping an eye out just to see how good he is. And yeah, he's going to cause issues for the interior of the Bengals line, I think. And that could be problems. And then, yeah, Carlos Dunlap is 
uh, 15 to 8 to record a sack against his former team, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, interceptions, Jesse Bates 5 to 1. I'm not really a fan of anything there. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't have minded odds on Mike Hilton getting a sack. Um, he blitzes a lot from corner and is very, very good at it, but there's no line on that one. Uh, one bet that we did have last week, I'll kind of add. I had um, the Bengals to score first um, because they always receive recently the, the opening kickoff. That was five to six last week. It's now down at one to two. So news <laughs> has got around to the bookies and they have slashed the odds convincingly. I do think that the Bengals will choose to go first again. Um, you can get Bengals plus 0.5 on the spread. It's five to eight. Um, sorry, first quarter spread. Um at five to eight, uh, I assuming that they get the ball and score first, and assuming that they can stop anyone scoring a touchdown for the eleventh, twelfth game in a row in the first quarter. They've been incredibly good at the start a game recently. Um, as for touchdown scorers, I went with Hayden Hurst again as uh, as my guy. I do believe that the Chiefs are actually quite good at against tight ends, though. So that's one that I'm not entirely convinced about. Uh, Samaj P Ryan over two and a half receptions. You can get 11 to 8 on that one, so it's plus money. As I say, he had quite a few last week. Um, Juju, uh, not my favourite player in the world. He His reception line is 3.5. Um, it's only 4 to 7 on the over. But I'm assuming that they shut down Travis Kelsey to a certain extent again, which means the ball's got to go somewhere. And Juju, for me, is the most likely person to take advantage of that. So they were the few props that I had from earlier in the week. Um, Jack, did you have anything on this? Uh, to be honest, the only ones, well, you mentioned that one there, uh, the P Ryan one over two and a half. I had Mixon, uh, over I think it was like 23 or something reception or receiving yards last weekend, and P Ryan seemed to get all the receptions, so yeah, look, I like that one at 11 to 8, the two and a half one. Um, with this game, really, I've just kind of put all my eggs into the 11 to 4 <laughs> bet, um, because look, the two teams, the two quarterbacks are so good, and they've got so many weapons that, like, I, look, I had Hurst last weekend, but. As you said, uh, the Chiefs are good against tight ends. It could go to look Chase, Higgins, Hurst, Mixon. They've got so much, so many different weapons. And as for the Chiefs, sure, Mahomes can throw it to anyone, or you know they can even run it in, or even both quarterbacks could. So I probably just stay away from uh, any of them. But uh, yeah, look, the main one is just that eleven four uh, sky bet one for me. Well, we don't want the QBs to run it in. We need them to pass it in, to save our Fact. save our bank balances. That's what we need. Can um, they throw it to each? Can they throw it to themselves? I think uh, Barry <laughs> done that like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, against the Chiefs, that's um, flashbacks there coming. Um, <laughs> in terms of props, I actually quite like the Hurst one. Um, just one of the reasons because A is playing extremely well. He's very good in the red zone, but also there was that Justin Reed uh, Hurst drama in the first game, and I don't think he actually scored in that game. So it'd be very Chiefs-esque if he scores the first touchdown in the game and celebrates like in Reed's face. So I think that's probably a good bet. Uh, in terms of props, um, after last weekend's game, Mahomes is now back into plus money for his touchdown prop. So if you don't want to bet the yards in case he gets injured, or if you don't want to, if you don't think Burrow is going to score any points, which I probably would say you're wrong, but um, you can bet over two and a half at nearly kind of one, plus one fifty now. Um, and last week it was minus 110. So the, the odds have just changed dramatically there. I don't think they've adjusted really since it, the news of him being healthier. Um, I think Travis Kelsey's uh, line is six and a half for receptions. I probably agree that we're not going to see a massive yardage game just because the way the Bengals play, but they will give up the short passes and then tackle him before the sticks. That's just how good their, their defense is. So I like that. And then you can get Pacheco as well, receiving yards six and a half. And he's been in way more on passing downs in the last two games than he was 
for the rest of the season. So I quite like Pacheco. That's probably only one catch for him because he's so quick that if he gets one catch, he can get six, seven yards. So, yeah, I think I like that one. In terms of touchdown scorers, I'm probably going to find a ridiculous long odds one just because they all seem to come in. But I'm also going to bet Kadarius Tony because why not? I seem to bet Kadarius Tony every week. So why uh, why make a difference this week? And I think Blake Bell is probably my uh, Chiefs tight end that I'm going to going to stick in. They put him back there for QB sneaks because Mahomes dislocated his knee on a QB sneak three years ago. So if we're around the goal line, Blake Bell's involved quite a lot. So I, I quite like him as an outsider for, for a five quid bet or something. Yeah, you're looking at 11 four on Kadarius Tony, 7-1 to one on Noah Gray, who I mentioned in the chat. Obviously, he scored a couple earlier in the season before going on IR and he's back now. Uh, Blake Bell, 20-1 to one is the best odds you can get on him. Um, and Sky Moore was um, one that I was high on in preseason. He's 12 to 1 to score at any time. All for the Chiefs, obviously, so I will not be backing many of them. Uh, Joe Burrow <laughs> is 5 to 1 to score uh, any time. He obviously scored um, the weeks back. Um, I was looking at Joe Burrow over his rushing yards again, but it's up to 17.5 now, um, which is a, just a tad too high. Um, the Pacheco. Bet is one I was going to mention, which I'm, I'm glad Liam got to six and a half yards. He did have one reception for six yards last week, but um, before that, he'd had 18, 32, 11, 23, 16, 17 in consecutive games. So he's shown he can do it. And as, as we say, it's probably one, maybe two catches. Uh, Trenton Irwin, my boy, did it last <laughs> week. Didn't do it in the game I've tipped him up for, but he, uh, he had one reception <laughs> last week and went over his eight and a half yards. Um, so that's a, a possible one there. Uh, P. Ryan is 92 to score a touchdown. Um, let me just double check what uh, what website that's on because we do get live score back off like that. Paddy Power 92. Um, so I could I could be uh, could be tempted into over receiving yards for him, which was uh, over 15 and a half receiving yards and a touchdown for P. Ryan, which is probably going to be six or seven to one, six or seven to one or so. Um, which I wouldn't mind too much. Um, so I think uh, if we don't have anything else, guys, I think that's about it for the pod. Yep. Better Chiefs to win. <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we will see. I, I My biggest challenge for the weekend will be staying sober uh, up until <laughs> uh, 2 a.m. in the morning and making sure I stay awake for the whole of that game. But I know damn well that adrenaline will kick in and uh, I should be fine. I've always already been reliving the... Uh, championship game last year and the range of emotions I went through in that game and having my wife watch me wondering why I had my hand my head in my hands whether it was a good or a bad thing so but last year yeah. was the earlier earlier game wasn't it as well which was a bit easier to handle whereas this oh, week, this maybe year, it was yeah maybe it was, was one of the previous ones but yeah yeah it was this year we have to stay up till 2 30 to bite our nails yeah. and drown our sorrows for one of us but yeah Jack you're gonna watch this game live yeah I have interest was it uh, I would 100% be watching this game live. Yeah, it's probably going to be the best game. Well, good luck. It's potentially one of the best games of the year, so won't be letting. Look, the Super Bowl is kind of a letdown most years. Bear, obviously, the what was it? The Eagles and Patriots like three years ago. That was unbelievable. But a lot of the time, it's not as good as these uh, championship games. So I'll definitely be watching this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, just a quick word on the Super Bowl. Uh, Paddy Power does have lines available, um, and it's pretty much all around one point. Um, Bengals are one-point favourites against 49ers, one-point underdogs against the Eagles. Uh, the Chiefs are favourites against both teams. Total is 47 or 48, depending on the matchup. Um, I do I do worry against uh, the Eagles or 49ers because of the pressure they can develop 
Um, although the Bengals, if they did make it, would be able to should at least have um, a couple of offensive linemen back who have done them well all year. So should stand up a little bit better. But the pass rush for either of them would worry me as a Bengals fan. In that game, if it's the Chiefs, I, the Chiefs can be in so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was what I was going to say. But, um, yeah. Um, so just before we go, then, Jack, who's going to win the Super Bowl? 49ers. Liam? Chiefs. And that's Chiefs, my best bet this week as well, by the way. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So um, all of them are around. All of them around two to one, three to one is the closest betting market we've had in many years for the Super Bowl. So with that, thank you very much for listening, watching, if you have done. Um, and we will be back next week with either stupid punt bets or a game preview on the Super Bowl once we know how it's all going. Um, yeah. Who there?